You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Bringing us into episode number 135 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris here with my guy, J-Dub. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And of all the things we have to talk about, Dame dropping 71 is at the top of the list. He goes off against the Rockets, dropping 71 points in less than 40 minutes. We got to talk about Bron's injury. We got to talk about Luka and Kyrie not really meshing. And is that going to work long term? But Jared, let's start, like I said, with Dane dropping 71 on the Rockets. Talk to me about how we haven't seen anything this efficient with that much volume, you know, like that amount of points and that efficiency. It's something that, you know, that's Wilt-like, you know what I'm saying? Talk to me about what Dane's performance means and and will we ever see anyone get close to 100? No, I don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't think anybody's getting close to hundred. But seventy-one seems to be the threshold. What we just had another. This is the second seventy-one point game of the season. Scoring has become relatively easy in the NBA now. Like you, you, if you are a high tier scorer or you can get to a bucket, you you can score. Like it's, it's really crazy. Um, for Dame's game, what he had seventy-one six and six. I think it was a great performance. Dame's trying to put the team on his back as usual. They're trying to make a playoff spot. They're in a position where they need him to play, not even just at a, at a high level, but at the top of his game to the point where he has to play at another tier past what he's already been at. I guess the three-point contest win set him off because he's just been shooting lights out lately. I think he might even go for a big game against the Warriors knowing that there's no Steph Curry. I think for me, Chris, the only thing I'm because I'm seeing them talk about this Dame seventy one, right, and how great it is and how like magnanimous is in. But I feel like it's great seventy one. If you could score more than like yeah, at least fifty for me, you're 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 doing great things. At this point, forty's become the new thirty. But I feel like for this Dame game, it just didn't feel as career historic worthy as Donovan Mitchell seventy one. Maybe because Donovan Mitchell did it against a team that's actually competing to make the playoffs. You know, Donovan Mitchell dropped 71, 11 assists with six rebounds in an OT game. Maybe that's why, for me, it just feel like Donovan Mitchell was more historic or it felt more noteworthy when I watched Mitchell do it. But here's the thing, though. Lillard did his in less than 40 minutes. Yeah, for not, no, but he no, did it against there, the Rockets. Okay, it's like so the Rockets right. let anybody drop fifty or Bron, forty. Bron dropped. Bron broke the career score record against the Thunder. Who cares about? The yeah, I get that. It's just it just doesn't feel the same as it when I watched the same that. Lillard was Lillard was almost effortless. Twenty two yeah. three point attempts, thirteen made threes. He took thirty eight shots and got seventy one points. It wasn't like he was jacking in double overtime like Mitchell was. And I'm not oh, saying that Mitchell... Mitchell didn't jack it. They only went to one OT. And he was... Remember, they were losing. Okay, okay. Fine. What, okay, okay, fine. 
it was a single overtime, but he was jacking. Okay. Yeah, so they were losing. Right. <laughs> they were losing. They were they were losing to what team again, Jared? The Bulls. That team stinks. But they don't stink as bad as the Rockets. The Bulls are in the playing as of right now. It's not like they're they're stink like womp, womp, they are in a bottom tier lottery team that you know anybody can drop sixty on them. My, my, point, my point being that you seeing you saying that the Lillard one didn't feel as noteworthy. I don't. It is, it, I don't know. I feel like it's still that. great. It just didn't hit the same to me. How did it, it hit the same? Was it the the efficiency? Was I think it's just the team he played. Because again, Who we know Dame it? does this. We know Dame does this all the time. No, no, no. It's not. It's not all the time. There's not all these guys that scored seventy one points. It's only right. a handful. It's only. Of guys. It's only three now. It's only a handful of guys. Okay. So to say that this happens all the time is ridiculous. Nah, 71 now the time. Dame dropping 40, 50, 60. This, is, this ain't 40, 50, or 60, bro. This is 71 points. Right. And this would be great, I think, if Dame this was going to, if this turned into something for me. It just means like, this is, the, this is just a great accolade to have. And again, the same for Ron Mitchell. This, these are just great accolades to have. I'm seeing all these points. Maybe for me at this point in time, noteworthy comes down to is it meaningful? Does this game, how meaningful is this game for the Portland Trailways going forward? Is this going to change this team where we think they're going to make a playoff push? No. Is it going to change this team where we're talking like Dame? Maybe, maybe somebody's going to come in now and want to play no. with Dame, excluding the like the you know the trolling of the Embiid stuff. Is it like out oh, Dame Bill drunk that historic seventy one? We know the top seventy five player. He's already cemented himself as that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause because you mentioned something that I want to take a take a stab at. This whole Embiid thing. I don't care how unserious the Sixers are. There is no way in hell I'm willingly going to Portland. No offense, <laughs> no offense to Mr. Lillard, but no, there's no way. But I mean, what about the money, Chris? The money's there. They, they can't pay me enough to live in Oregon. I mean, maybe, maybe a B would want to do that, right? Because like, no. anyway, who knows, man? Here's but. the thing. Here's the thing that I have, I have, I have to take some some pause with what you're saying. We're talking about is this historic? Is this? No, no, no. no. I think it's historic. It's just like. How meaningful is this? Like, it's how meaningful. is it more? That not, not, when you compare it to Mitchell's, do you think it was better than Mitchell's? Yes, hundred percent. I don't know. See, that's Mitchell what. That's what I Mitchell had overtime to get the seventy-one. True. Mitchell had overtime. Lillard did this in thirty-nine minutes. Yeah. Okay. Imagine if Lillard had overtime. If Lillard had overtime, he might drop hundred. He might have dropped. He might have dropped hundred. You don't think he would have dropped hundred? Eighties. Eighties minutes. He probably would have got eighties. I mean, probably would have got eighty-one ish. That's ten more points. I mean, because again, how much did they beat the Rockets by? I mean, look at the game real quick. Fourteen, something like that. He, he had to drop seventy. He only beat them by fourteen. That's again, it. it's, it's semantics at that point. It's just he had forty at halftime. This feels like that game. Forty at halftime, thirty-one in the second half. It just feels like that game where you know how we don't talk about that Clay Thompson against the Kings game as much as we should. No. You don't, you don't remember well, that game? Because we probably should talk about it more. <laughs> but that's like that's how this kind of feels. It's not again, they both did historic things, but nobody talks about how Quay would drop what 48 points in the second half against the, and then again, it was against Sacramento Kings, a team that really was relatively nothing until now. Relatively, they meant nothing. They were poverty. Still up. They were they were they the Rockets now are worse than any of those Kings teams ever were. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because Josh Green's no the, De'Aaron Fox. The Rockets, the Rockets team right that, now, man. the Rockets team right now played like a a, a game with the Y. Like they just start check, they just start 
There's a whole bunch of chatting and a whole bunch of jacking. I imagine you said the Y. You couldn't say LA Fitness. You know where no. the actual hoopers play. It's the Y. No, the Y. Oh yeah, that this this Rockets team is one of the worst constructed teams I've ever seen. Like, yeah, and, and purposefully, I understand that they're trying to get Victor Wembanyama. No, I don't understand anymore because it isn't even purposefully at this point because they listen, might not even get him. Listen, the process Sixers were horrible. They never looked like this Rockets team. At no. least the process Sixers attempted. We never lost twenty six straight. That's just crazy. No, no, it's crazy. We, they broke our record of hold most losses. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, I understand that we like to, to dump on the Rockets, and rightfully so, because they stink. But they stink on purpose. <laughs> I have to commend that. Because why just be an average, middle-of-the-road team like mm. the Bulls and like the Wizards mm. when you can stink and be really bad See now, like who, the Rockets? What about the Bulls are going to be so bad when they got – DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic. Nobody saw that coming. You didn't even bring... No, we have podcasts and you saying this team could potentially at least make the playoffs and win you a series. You never said championship, we said win you a series. They haven't even done that yet. Did I pull the receipts? Did I say that? I don't have to go back. But yeah, we, you was there with me when we were saying they could at least win you a series, which the Bulls haven't done yeah, in that like was, six, that was before, seven years. That was, before, that was before Alonzo's knees were shot. Which is fine, but we didn't know the Bulls were gonna be that bad because we had they had oh I forgot about they had Lonzo as well. So we were like, yeah, Lonzo, Caruso, DeRozan, Levine. No, Lucas. no, no, that's that's not like you. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't do. No, 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 no. I, I don't I, do all that. I don't no, do all no. that. You, you like to do? You like what they had? Because we we weren't we weren't upset with it. I'm not upset with it, but the, I, here's the thing, though. It's that, that team don't move the needle. Now the Wizards, we 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 knew what they were for years. Garbage. Yeah, for years we've never we've never once said, "Oh, the Wizards with Kuzma can make make a playoffs." No one has ever said, "Oh yeah, let me add Kuzma to my team." That's the missing piece. No one, no one's ever said, you know, Russ and Bill are really gonna win you a championship. We we knew we knew what we were getting. Were Not getting even Russ. I, listen, at one point in time, you could probably I, you could probably convince me on Russ, but the other guy, yeah, no, y'all know how I feel about the other guy. Oh man, you might as well say his name. You know who he is. About that Bradley Bill fellow. Yeah, all right. But I mean, Dame's doing it, Chris. Like, I, I, I don't what know is he, if I. What is he doing? I mean, Dame's really showcasing to the world that he can still be a great NBA player without a championship, right? Because that's what Charles no, Barkley no, did. But, but what... here's the thing: no one has ever questioned his greatness. No one has ever questioned his ability to score. It's no his, ever... it's how much he really wants to win a championship. No, 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 no. I don't even question that. I don't question his desire to win a championship. Hmm. I don't question that. I question Portland's ability to put a championship team around him. Mm. and his ability to want to leave Portland. Will he Will he come to the conclusion like, okay, it's time for me to go leave here and get a ring, mm. and will it be too late? It's, it's already pushing the thread of being Because at this point, if it, don't hap- if it don't happen now, I don't see it happening. It's not happening. Unless, unless, it's, or unless it's some type of... They get a, a, a young piece, a young pieces, whatever, to carry the franchise, and he's he's still there to pass the torch. You can say what really the unless is, unless the rumors are true, and the B asks out when the Sixers in Chris's eyes inevitably fold. Thanks yes. to thanks to Glenn Rivers, when we now, inevitably fold. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't blame MB for wanting to go to a franchise. I, 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 I said knows, I said the last season that he was probably going. He actually knows how to 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 win. How I said to on do his things spot. correctly. I, I don't blame him. However, 
Portland be nasty. No. However, <laughs> no. The idea of the Sixers blowing it up and trading Embiid doesn't make sense to me. Unless they were blowing it all the way back to pieces. It makes sense to me. No, it doesn't make it doesn't it make sense. Because it's not it, them, it's him. He, no, 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 no. he asked out. Okay. And I understand that if he asks out, that's one thing, right? But the, to for them to push the reset button fully at this point in time, I think is stupid. I think if anything, the first piece to go is Doc. Absolutely. If anything. You know who I would want as a head coach. Absolutely. If it don't who you want as a head coach? I got two choices. All right. I only like two. I only like two guys. Is is it is it the uh the, the one who fumbled Neil Long and who's the other one? Absolutely. That, that's that is that is one of the men of the by the way. Who's who's the other one? Sam Cassell. He's sitting there in the wigs waiting. I okay. want him. Here's my problem with Sam Cassell. The more I think about it, um the more I hope he hasn't learned bad habits from watching, bad, from I get watching it. Glenn. Fold yeah. his arms and look lost and don't no. know what's going on and have bad rotations and can't draw up a defensive play when everybody knows in the building where the where the who everybody knows who's taking the last shot. Mm. Everybody knows who's taking the last shot on every team. No, no, no. I'm talking specifically to this Boston game where they were up 15 oh. Oh. and then down 10. Yeah, this is this is a failure from the top down. Stop me if you heard this before. Everything that's wrong with the Sixers starts and ends at the top. The failure to get a, a, a complimentary big man. Mm. So when Embiid sits, the team lo- the team goes on a 25-point swing. Mm. They were up 15. He sits there down 10. What? Yeah. And listen. Listen, I said it when they signed Dwayne Dedman, when they didn't acquire, reacquire Andre Drummond, when they didn't go get a big. This team stinks. This team is not a serious franchise. And anybody who's a Sixers fan who is upset because people are not respecting the Sixers need to grow up. This team stinks. Look at look at what you're looking at and, and look like. Look at reality here. Do you trust Doc? No. Do you trust Harden? Potentially. Do you trust Embiid? Yes. Now, of all those guys, the one who's going to ask out nine times out of ten is going to be Embiid because he's carrying Doc and the Sixers, a, a, a historically unserious franchise. Yeah, and it's it's, it's bad carrying this Historically, point. Historically, it's, it's bad carrying this point. Like, what what was he averaging this season, Chris? Thirty three broke his own career high total. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because when they inevitably lose in six in the second round, we'll be having the same conversation again. I do not want to talk about the Sixers. Well, since we're already on the topic, I'm gonna give you just one quick quote. What? I'm gonna guarantee you every night we're not gonna be perfect off the bench again. We're not gonna overreact to a night. My guess is if you took most of the best players on every team and took them off the floor, the plus minus would probably be a little different so we don't look at it like that. Let me pause. Pause. Did Greg Popovich say that? No. Of course not. 
he wouldn't say this. In a regular season, we'll keep a deep rotation as much as we can. In the playoffs, obviously, it will be less of a rotation, so we're not that concerned by it. My question is, where, where are we going, what, 10 deep now, if that? What's, what's even small rotation could the Sixers possibly do? If you know for a fact Reed's getting replaced with Deadman. Is Niang just not going to play? Okay, sure. That makes nine now. So you got McDaniels, Maxie, Deadman. Is that your eight? Is Shake out too? Shake's out. Well, Shake should have been out. I mean, I even screaming your hands, but Shake should have been out. Like, we do this. Shake, should, Shake had his great run with Melton when they helped carry the team when Embiid and Harden and Maxie were out. Great job. They did it because Tobias was there, but he wasn't really there. We know that's, that's another. Listen, listen. I have, I have, I have tried. I have really tried. You can't even get rid of him. No. At this point, they need to buy him out. They just need to pay him to go away. <laughs> this guy, listen. I know he had the he had the goods he had the the the, the shot against Memphis. He's got one or two great moments, but you're paying this guy, and this is Elton Brand's fault. And this, this is what happens when you have unserious, incompetent people running your team. Mm-hmm. Elton Brand had no business even trading for Tobias Harris. Not only that, you double down and you give him a max contract instead of Jimmy. Instead of Jimmy, but for look, what? Look what we have now, but who, else, who else was giving? Who else was giving Tobias Harris a, a max contract? Charlotte? Not, not what we gave him. Charlotte? The only team competing were the Jazz, I think. The Knicks are the Utah? Jazz. Look at the Utah Knicks? Now. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I don't understand it. And this is Daryl Morey's fault also. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. You got you handicapped by other bad moves. But what do you see in Dwayne Deadman? That the Heat didn't get out of him this year. The Heat went and got Kevin Love. Serious franchise. I mean, Kevin Love hasn't played that much better. I don't they, care. I don't they've care. lost two straight. I don't, and they care. Just <laughs> I don't care. Serious franchise making serious moves. I'd rather. I told you I'd rather got Nerlens Noel, who just got bought out, to, to, let, to let you know. He's just been recently bought out. No. No. No Nerlens. Why not? He, he's a vet now. He knows his role. We've seen him play good basketball. What can he do? What can he do on the court, Jared? Offensive rebound, which he does at a higher rate now than he's ever he score? Can he score? None, none of the backups we've ever had can score. That about, even Drummond wasn't scoring. Drummond would give you eight, maybe. Drummond give you eight. What do Drummond give you eight? What do Dwayne Dedman give you? I don't know. I, I don't. Dis, I don't. Dis, I don't defend him. Nerlens, I know can give you. What do Paul Reed give people? Paul Reed do uh, is a better version of what we want. No, Paul with Nerlens. Paul Reed come off the bench, got four fouls. I don't understand. isn't getting those fouls, and Nerlens block shots, and the lob threat with Harden was still getting the points. Right, that's what you want out can of back of it. Can Nerlens get up off the ground? Can he jump? I haven't seen him this season, but last season we actually got minutes. He looked very good this season. You know, he got shipped off to to the Pistons. They got six big men deep, like the previous Magic team. They weren't going to play him. That's the what Pistons, the Pistons definitely got like 80 big men. Like they weren't gonna play. He's a he's the odd 29-year-old man out. It's, got 80 big. it's not his fault that they got Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran, Luca Garza, James Wiseman. It's not his fault that they like, know what, yo, we can't play you the way you want to be played, but we pick up your contract because you're making like four and a half to five million 
that just fits us into the luxury tax so we don't, you know, lose money going into the next season or going to the uh, the All-Star break, then we could just cut you. We could just buy you out. That was like, we, the Sixers could have grabbed them well. I like that much better. We, we, there's other way. I like the McDaniel move, so maybe that's why they didn't grab a Noel because you know McDaniel's looks good so far for the Sixers. Chris, another player who looks good. I told you the Sixers should have got him. You questioned me why. You questioned me, and I said, bro, he could be really good off your bench. I swear to God, if you mention Will Barton to me, no, 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 no I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. No, no, no. It's somebody actually getting. Will Barton just got signed to Toronto Raptors. He's out the way. Somebody that's putting up capable minutes. Competent basketball. He just had a very efficient 17-17 game the other day with the Los Angeles Lakers. And that is Jared Vanderbilt. Told you once he got moved off of that. I don't know what's going on with the Jazz. I really don't know. I thought the rebuild, I thought the take was a cave, Chris. We kept I thought the take was a cave. I don't know what's going on with the Jazz, but Vanderbilt on the Lakers off the bench. Remember, he's coming off the bench like the way we got McDaniel coming off the bench. Defense. One to two threes a game, but he actually knows how to play in front of his man. We got a guy that's literally, look how many rebounds he's getting a game, and then he's blocking shots at a prolific rate. We could have used that. Is it the difference in McDaniels? I don't know if there's much of a difference, but we could have got him for the same picks, the same trade of Matisse. What's the difference? That's where it goes down to what Chris calls the team unserious. We just don't make the moves I think could really put us over a hump for a bench unit or something like that. We make moves that, like, oh, yeah, you, he, could have, he has value. But how much value does it really mean when we go into an offseason, or not offseason, you go to a playoff, and what if this dude gets played off the floor? That's my real concern. I don't think he, McDaniels will get put off the floor. I'm looking at what I've seen from him. Do I believe Maxi should start for the Sixers? Yes. I don't know how Chris feels about Maxi starting, though. That's a Chris, how do you feel about Maxi not starting anymore? <laughs> As he takes his time. You has to you got to contemplate this. Is it? It's really a you like it or you hate it. I don't know. Because <laughs> remember, we've done this before. We had Maxie off the bench with Ben, who's now you know no longer going to be playing. Supposedly, I don't know how much I trust some of these um, analysts on Twitter. Good luck ben. in China. Good luck in China, Ben. Hey, bro, that man has uh, three to four more years on his contract. Making Good luck training. in China. Who, 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 how's he getting there? Ni Hao. He's an NBA player for another four more years. I don't know. Maybe they can put him on a Chinese balloon. But anyway, you asked me how I feel about Maxi coming off the bench, and I'm not mad at it. Now, I know a lot of people don't like it. Mm. A lot of people want him to start. Mm. I think he provides a capable presence off the bench. They need a spark off the bench. He is able to provide that. The problem with playing him and Hart and starting is that you can just get attacked on def- on defense by capable guards. The Sixers can't the Sixers can't play him and Harden together for long stretches against great guards because great guards just kill them. So him and off him coming off the bench, playing him with Niang, I'm not I don't hate it. But I understand what people's – I understand why people are, are against it. I just like the, the ability to give a spark off the bench, especially if you're going to sit and be and let Maxi come in. Maybe you won't blow a 15-point lead. But I think a lot, of, a lot of times that comes down to coaching, in which we are sorely, sorely lacking in coaching. Yeah, you, you said this about the coaching before. I, don't, I feel like this is not going to – Ever quit, but there is a stat I want to give you because you know I like my stats. Philly's most used five man lineup Tucker, Harden, and Bede Harris Mellon. 
has a defensive rating of 111.6. Pretty good. So I, I think it's the highest for the team. Second most used lineup, Tucker Harden and Bede Harris. Maxi has a defensive rating of 101.5, which is, yeah, the dip that Chris is talking about. But the issue I'm having is the team, each of those lineups has the same offensive rating. So it's like, are we, if you reinsert Maxi in, are you really sacrifice? Is it, is it, isn't it fine to then sacrifice the defense knowing that you're still providing the same offensive output than with Melton on the court defensively? We can just bring Melton in off the bench again, right? Because this is what we want when we wanted Maxi to have next to Harden. You needed somebody that can be a dynamic, fast break score. When there's some of the games we watched, like let's say that Celtics game where Maxi's having a dud fest and we could have really used him to be aggressive, him coming off the bench doesn't really help his aggressiveness. Where Harden's playmaking would have elevated that, right? Especially in the fast break situation where Max is a full sprint guy. There's nobody on Boston catching him. Like, there's just not. Even, I don't care how fast Marcus Smart, there's nobody on that court catching him. Would that have not helped where now Melton come off the bench with McDaniel help alleviate the tension of maybe Al Horford hitting, what, four threes on us in the third quarter? So it was like, again, this goes back to what Chris saying, and Chris is probably always gonna say until we either. Fire and bring in a new head coach, who then Chris is going to get mad at again because coaching for us is always going to be an issue. But two, is this like another repeat of past mistakes when it comes to the Glenn system of benching rotations? Or is this just him trying to continue to work out this lineups, get the roster as acclimated as you can with one another, not just with the starters and the, you know, the bench you do, but just try and have these guys make chemistry plays together where Maxi now has to now create for Niang and create for McDaniels, work his two-man game with him beat a little bit and Depending if Reed actually sees minutes, which I doubt once Dwayne Dedman officially hits the, the lineup, is that what we're going to do? And then Maxi reinserts himself in, this, in the, the playoffs? Or are we now at the point where we see that the roster is? We see, and then we know, I mean, not the roster, we see what the lineups are. And it's just about, hey, we're either trimming the fat or guys are just going to have to play their games and hope, we, we pray that Niang can hit his shots because he's been in a little brick fest as of lately, but I know he can shoot the ball well. And that's my only issue with the Sixers at this point in time. I, I still mean, think we go conference finals, at uh, least. Ha! Ha! You want to bet on that? No, no, no. I, I've already, already lose wanna, my money to a FanDuel and DraftKings as is. I don't think I can lose any more money to an individual to a machine and not not an autonomous. All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, know, fan, what you was, I don't know what you was trying. FanDuel and DraftKings have taken enough from me. Jared, let's pivot to teams taking a, a bunch of nonsense. Let's talk about Kyrie and Luca and the struggles that they may be having in Dallas. That's not even them, though. I mean, they did they just blow a 27-point lead? Yes. Do I blame their defense? Absolutely. Something I talked about. Because the duo looks better than I thought, Chris. Like, it's not bad. Like, it's really not. They complement each other's games. Especially when Luke is like really involved in the offense, not just trying to be a scorer, but an actual facilitator. Man, do they look good as a one-off with each other. Out of nowhere, they're grading like an immeasurable amount of rebounds with each other. I think like the last game in that Lakers game, Luca had almost 10 and Kyrie had like nine or eight. Like it was crazy. But they look good together. Is that defense? It stinks. Reggie Bull, he's not he's not a defender like that. He's good, but he's not great. I saw a tweet the other day, Chris, that said the Magic are oh, – not the Magic, I'm sorry. The Mavericks are patiently waiting for Maxi Kleber to come out because he's by far their best defender. You're a Mavs guy. You know more about Maxi Kleber than me. Is that, is that worth noting? Is that worth, like, 
salivating yeah. over if you're a Mavs fan or just in general the Mavericks saying, "Oh, Maxi Kleba is going to be returning to help the defense." Yeah, because he's a, I mean, he's a versatile guy. He can kind of guard a lot of the wings. He can kind of try. Maxi's guarding wings. Oh lord, this Mavs team might not go far, Chris. But you gotta understand that he's not a, he's not a, he's not a, like. You would think he's like a, a, a traffic cone, word to Pat Bev. But he's not. Like he can move his feet, he can shuffle. Like he's not great by any means as a wing defender, as a perimeter defender. But he is essentially their three and D guy. He is their three and D guy because he can play perimeter defense. You can argue the level of which it is good or not, but he can play the he can play defense and he can stretch the floor. As a six nine six ten big, you know. So, if I'm the Mavericks, I'm I'm definitely excited for uh, for uh, Maxi Kleber to come back because it provides another big you can kind of bang with wood and you can get offensive boards and get defensive boards, but you can also run in and and try to disrupt wings and you can shoot threes and take threes and it just gets another weapon on the floor because because if you look at it. The Mavericks can theoretically run a lineup of Luka, Kyrie, Hardaway Jr., Wood, and Kleber. Mm. All five of those guys are, are perimeter threats. All five of those guys can move. All five of those guys can defend. All five of those guys can handle the ball. So there is versatility on both ends. I just think that you see how, like, some people might not understand the the impact that Kleber has on that Mavericks team. Until he's not there, and it's like, oh, well, you know, like we had a guy who did all this stuff, but he's hurt, you know. So I just think, you know, a lot of that time is going to be reacclimating him into the rotation, reacclimating him into the lineup, and reacclimating him into working with Luca, and now, now working with Kyrie. I think the Mavs are getting lucky. I why do I think they're lucky? I think they're lucky because LeBron's now hurt, right? And because LeBron's now hurt. They have a fair shot of really making the playoffs. After that game versus the Lakers, I was like, man, the Lakers look really good. I'm not saying good enough to win the finals or anything, but they look good enough to make the playoffs, right? I don't know how I don't know how much they look now without LeBron, who's going to be out a couple weeks due to the ankle injury. But if you look at this mass schedule, Chris, Pacers tonight, Sixers Thursday, Suns with Kevin Durant potentially inserted into the lineup, Suns, Jazz, who are, are playing, I guess, playoff basketball. They want to make the playoffs, I guess. Pelicans, Grizzlies, Grizzlies, Spurs, Tank. Lakers again, Grizzlies, Warriors, Hornets, Hornets. Like, But when you just talk about the, in, the, in these 10 games, you have the Lakers, no LeBron now, but they just lost to that. They, they still could potentially lose that game if Anthony Davis is back to the form we need Anthony Davis to be if they want to make the playoffs. The Grizzlies twice, back-to-back. The Suns with KD, the Sixers, the Pelicans who are still fighting for a playoff spot, and you don't know when Zion is going to be returning, but they're saying it's relatively he's making his progress to come back soon. And even the Pacers are on a, are on a shoe and win for tonight. Are we just like automatically just saying, "Hey, this Mavs team is going to scrape into the playoffs and go deep"? Because when I look at this team, you're just like, "Man, they might bounce out first round." Well, I like Kyrie, I like Luka, but the defense alone. Causes me to question them when it comes to a playoff series. Yeah, but look at the teams in the West. No team in the West is head and shoulders better than any other team in the West. 
I think those sons are head and shoulders better than the Mavs. Yeah, but we don't. We haven't seen. We haven't. Hold on. Hold on. You said they're head and shoulders better than the Mavs. That's now with the addition of KD. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. But if you take KD off this team, no. Hold on. Take KD off this team, and you take Kyrie off this team. This is basically the same team. Two teams that played last year. And Dallas pretty much put their foot in, in Phoenix ass. Yeah, but I don't think they don't have Brunson. Now, now they don't have Brunson. I don't understand that. And the and the Suns are pretty much well, you know, pretty much the same team at at the court. They don't have Crowder. They don't have Cam Johnson, mm. but they have Kevin Durant. You know, but Chris Paul looks looks slow. Looks a step slower. Booker's still working his way back into full health. Who knows when Aiton and Aiton and Monty Williams going to blow up again? So Phoenix is a very volatile situation. Dallas also is volatile because now there's you know Luca can decide whether or not he want to you know argue with the refs, whether or not he wants to listen to Jason Kidd. Kyrie could at any at any point decide I don't I ain't really feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a very volatile situation, right? Phoenix, if healthy, I think is is the best team in the West, and that's only because of Kevin Durant. Only because of Kevin Durant. Not because I like Chris Paul. Not because I like Devin Booker. Not because I like Aiton, which, I, you know, like, uh, whatever. Like, you know how I feel about the Suns. But I can easily see – I can see Phoenix losing the second round. Mm. I can see Phoenix losing in the in the – First round, I can see Phoenix going to the finals. The West is so wide open, it's very hard to predict. Like, you want to talk about predictions, Jared. I have our predictions here from when we predicted the series, uh, the standings in both the East and the West. It don't look like we got any of them right. So Absolutely not. It, 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 there's a lot of volatility in the West with LeBron's injury. Like you Wait, we don't have the East right? Huh? We don't have the East right either. Let's take a look. No. Celtics bought Sixers? Nope. Or Bucks Celtics Sixers? Nope. We had the Sixers? No, we had the Nets, didn't we? Because of Kevin Durant. Yep. Ah, man, he ruined that for us. Ah, that's, that's cold-blooded. Yep. But my point being the West is so volatile, could Memphis make a run? Sure. Could Denver make a run? Sure. Could the Kings make a run? No. No. But no. <laughs> Nada. My they can point, make the playoffs, though. My point being, like the bean, my point being that the Clippers are in the mix for sure. Can AD keep the Lakers above water? Definitely. Will he? I don't know. But can he? Definitely. Portland stinks. I'm not worried about them. You know, like all these other teams, you know, like the difference between a play-in tournament team and a four-seat in the West is not that deep. Nope. It's, it's just crazy. A, it's just about the same between three and one in the East. So, if you're asking me what do I think about the West and the volatility of it and, like, the likelihood that somebody comes out, I can't tell you a team right now. I'm not going to be able to tell you a team. If, I, if you held a gun to my head and tell me to pick a team, I'm going to take Phoenix only because of Kevin Durant. That's yeah, the, he's the best player. He's the best player in the West. He has the best supporting cast of the players in the West. That's facts. Like I don't, I don't think like 
there's any like Phoenix has everything you could want when it, despite maybe like maybe a little guard play off the bench because campaign I like him I just don't know I think we've seen him peak, but insert Kevin Durant it doesn't really matter anymore right like you have Kevin Durant the man's healthy is unstoppable. It's just for this Mavs team. Who do you think they like, who do you like I'm just thinking about in general. Who do the Mavs play and beat in a first round series? If let's say they end right now the NBA in the sixth seed, they play the Suns, right? Okay. That's not great with Kevin Durant. It's not Kevin great, Durant's but, but playing Luka, Wednesday, Kevin Durant. But Luca Luca be killing Luca be killing uh Booker and Paul, so all right. And then let's say their best bet, in my opinion, mm-hmm. would be to Allow, and this is letting that you're allowing this team to do this because you can you could obviously win some games and keep yourself afloat at six, right? Mm-hmm. Or you allow the Warriors to take your spot with the six seed, and you fall to the seventh seed, and then guess who you play in the seventh and three seed? You mean the Sacramento Kings? It, wait, wait, wait! I think you're confused, right? No, the Warriors are seventh. The Mavs are sixth. Kings are third. Yeah. So they swap. Six plays three. Oh, snaps. I, I thought four plays five. Duh. I've, I'm, I, I'm thinking 10 seeds now, so I automatically forgot playing is its own separate thing. I'm just thinking 10 playoff teams. So I went one, 10, two. Yeah, that's how I went because the playoff, the playing still gets in my way. These are not right. Really hate you. The, the playing just gets in my way. It's 10, play, 10 teams in the playoffs, essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. I mean, say the six seed then. It's your best bet. You play the Kings. You you're beating the Kings first round if you're the match. Okay. You don't you don't move up. You don't move down. You fight hard to be the six seed because you rather the Clippers and Suns take each other out. If you're any team in the West, you rather the Clippers and Suns take each other out. Because here's my thing, right? If I say Dallas, Denver, who you got? Denver. If I say if if I say Dallas, Clippers, who you got? Clippers. Okay. If I say Dallas. I say Phoenix. Phoenix. I say, if I say Dallas, Memphis. Memphis. So you think Dallas is, is quite frankly, the fourth or fifth best team in the West? Yes. Okay. And, and that's only, only, it's really just factoring in that, like, Kyrie and Luka can only do but so much. We've seen it. We just saw that. Mm-hmm. Twenty-seven. They they can give you a twenty-seven point lead. Okay, a twenty-seven point team against a team that's in a playing tournament right now. Right, that's and the, then they couldn't beat them. What on, couldn't close that out. Let's not act like the Lakers are great and special. I'm not. They're, but they're again, an average. They're that's an average a, it, team. The, right, and you're letting an average Lakers team do that in a playoff situation against a better team because all the teams I just you just gave me are better than the Lakers, right? But those, that's not a playoff situation. In a playoff situation, I, don't, I think this the Mavs will still lose that. I think the Mavs still lose that game. This is a regular season game. This is not a playoff situation. I think it's the other way around, and those teams close out. If it's the Suns were up 27 points with Kevin Durant against the, Luka and Kyrie, I think they win that game. If the Mavs were up 27 against Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray, I think the Nuggets win that game. Why? Because at the end of the day, the Mavs' defense isn't culpable of holding that lead. They just aren't. Jokic is going to be Jokic, regardless of what people think. Oh, stat padding, not stat padding. The yeah, man's but, playing. Okay, first of all, first of all, he's a stat better. But what what besides that one playoff series where they beat the Clippers, and how much of that is Denver winning, and how much of that is the Clippers folding? Hey, hey Doc, that's that's you, that's you again, Doc Rivers. Good but question. How much of that is 
Like how much how much stake can we put in Denver and their surrounding pieces around Jokic in the playoffs? Because everyone's everyone's at this point now where it's like, all right, when we get to the playoffs, Jokic's going to fold again, and then we'll we'll go on about our, our lives. So See, I don't think Jokic's going to fold, knowing that he has now got he has guys you can like rely on. The last two playoffs, he hasn't had anybody he can rely on. Who? Jamal Murray's there. Stop! 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 I forgot. I forgot your Jamal Murray hater. I forgot. <laughs> forgot your Jamal Murray hater. Is, is is Jamal Murray going to have twenty five points in game one and then disappear until game four? No, he's going to get buckets all throughout the series. Uh, Michael uh, Porter Jr. is there. You talking so about back, a, you talking about back guy, <laughs> back tightness boy? Him? You, have a, you have a better version of Paul Millsap and Aaron Gordon, who's actually playing very good basketball. Do, do, can Aaron Gordon still jump off the ground? Yes, that very, very well. All right. Yeah. All right. And then you got your, your shooter and a Contavious Cowell Pope who's Stop. All the, playing the ball. All the Lakers fans just rolled their eyes when you said a shooter. Like, yeah, he, he was there when they won a championship. And somehow he's probably going to be there when the mat, when the uh, Nuggets make it to a conference finals. You think the Nuggets are making it to the conference finals? I think they have a real shot. I that's, not what I asked you. that's not what I asked you. I said, do you think they're making it? Yes or no? Yes. Would you like to place a bet on this? I already have one in. Would you like to place a bet with me? No, I don't. I don't. I already have one in. I don't. Uh-huh. You, you can give me another team and maybe. Like, I already have ain't one no other, in. Ain't no other team, man. Because I, I, I don't you think. Don't have the, you don't have the Nuggets making it? No. Who do you have making it? Is there two teams in the West? The East, well. The knows? East, it don't matter. Because I already know who it's going to be. Yikes. Not the Sixers. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. So in the, the West, who do you have? West, I have to see how to – you know what? Can we table this until we see how the final seed shake out? Yeah. Because it feels like it's too rushed. Or I just know the one seed right now is the best shot, in my opinion. Yeah, they have so, the best shot. Like, if we'll the Nuggets see. stay the one seed, I still think they have the best shot, at least until the conference. And, honestly, honestly, if it's Denver, if it's Denver Lakers first round, I got the Lakers. Denver Lakers, Chris. It might be Denver Jazz first. If it's round. Denver, if it's Denver Lakers, Denver Jazz, it don't Denver Jazz. Yeah. It but might be Denver Jazz first round, Chris. And then if that happens, you really got the Jazz. I know you. I know you're a baby dirt fan, but you really got the Jazz winning that game. Please, listen, I'll make a deal with you. If Larry Markkinen wins a first round matchup against the Nuggets, I will crown him baby dirt myself. No, no, no. If he wins most improved player, you should crown him Baby Dirt. I'm not. Because he's hooping. I'm not. Most improved, I'm not. Come on. Stop it. Stop it. It, it. it only takes you to get your most approved for you to elevate your game to the next, even higher level. Man went from saying 14 points a game to 25.2 a game. Putting up Wake, 8.5 rebounds, one point in shooting at a horrific rate. Wake me up when he wins a playoff series. Okay, and if he – I mean, he's not doing that against the Nuggets, I'll tell you that much. But if he does win one, you're going to have to call him Baby Dirt. I, I will do no such thing unless he does it, and then I will consider it only. Consider it only. Oh, man, just pure hatred. Anything else? Pure hatred. You want, you want to see pure hatred? Jamal Mary, Lori Marketing now, Bradley Bill. Like, it's, it's, it's Lori Marketing's not on the list. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is, is at the top of the list. But Laurie Markin is not on the list, for the record. I don't hate Jason Tatum. I don't hate Tatum. You don't like him either. I don't like him just because he plays <laughs> in the Celtics. But I don't hate him. If their name not Pat Bev right now or Joel B, you don't like him. Pat Bev, 
the greatest. <laughs> the greatest troll that this world has ever seen. Shout out to Pat Bev for calling Chris Paul a traffic cone. I wish one day to hate someone as much as Chris Paul is hated on by Patrick Beverly. No, I could never do that. I feel like that's the way people hate on Russ. Like that's just right. No, 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 no. The Pat Bev beef with Chris Paul is personal to his <laughs> to his soul. And you know, I, res- I respect it. You don't think that's how Lakers fans feel? It's personal with Russell no, Westbrook. No, <laughs> no, it's not the not same. Like that, it's not the same. That's exactly. per- that's personal hatred. That's wake up. That's get you out of bed hatred, and that's the kind of hatred that I enjoy. Were you talking like? Do you remember, they talk about his camp? I think he did the interview. Talk about the camp he had with Chris Paul and how he gave Chris Paul work. That was a personal. Like you don't hear that to say all that. Like, he said, like, "I took him at his camp." Traffic he's like, cone. He's like, "That's who I came at first. I'm like, "Whoa!" When he called him a traffic cone on national television, <laughs> that was no prompter. There was no teleprompter. No, you can see the gleam in his eye as he unloaded it's some the, hatred. As he said, television. licking my chops. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. And now he's playing for the Bulls, so he doesn't even get a chance to play him in a playoff series. Well, he'll, he'll win another play-in series, hopefully. Shout out to play-in all-star Patrick Beverly. <laughs> Jared, anything else before we wrap this show up? No, this is a fun part. I, I bang with these sometimes. You know, no breaking news. Eagles are, you know, taking a break. Draft's coming soon. Yeah, they, they they did hire Sean Desai from the Seattle Seahawks. Shout out to him. And you know, he, he made bums look good. Yeah, what do you you can do with the Eagles defense? I mean, he, he his, his Chicago defense was a little spotty, but maybe that was Chicago. But shout out to him. Temple grad. So, you know, we the team. Yeah, Chris, get him on the pod. I'm going to try. Uh, Temple won't let me back into the directory because I still owe him some money. So, or just you know, you are Temple's finest. They they called you Temple King for a reason. No one has ever called me that. Cat, don't let don't let him fool you. No one has ever called me that. that. Man was the king of Temple. No, I'm not. No parties galore. Nev, nev, nev. Pod for sure. Never. Radio bull. <sighs> Listen, man, don't let Chris fool you. That man was a party animal in his college days. Wrong. Wrong. Mm-mm. Going wrong, to Sixers. He was going to Sixers game, reporting live, watching at the time. <laughs> Brett Brown ruined it for us. <laughs> Brett Brown ruined it for us. Nobody remember them days. Brett, we miss you. No, we Doug Collins, consider it. Doug, Doug Collins, can you bring Jordan with you? <laughs> we want to be. We want to be like Mike. All right, wrap it up, Jordan. You told me to wrap it up. You're supposed oh, to do the outro, I, you fool. I, I, I it <laughs> twice you done messed up your old outro. I didn't mess it up. I technically didn't start it. <laughs> I, I, could, I, could, I could do the wrap on UDV2. Can you? You want to try it? I mean, you got to do it next week. So you want you want some practice? I, have I, I've done the outro before. It's just normally you just always the first one to jump on because you be ready to end it with your last hatred slayer. Your, your last putrid of hatred. But this time you ended it in a positive or talking about, you know, other body's personal hate. Yes. Shout out to Pat Bev. <laughs> End the show, yo. So thank y'all for listening to another episode <laughs> of Straight to the Point. If you liked what you hear, please tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. Make sure your friends are not like Patrick Beverly and call you traffic cones. Make sure they tell you to follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials. That's at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore Jada Hughes on all socials. If you did not like what you hear, we do not care. 
So we get straight to the point anyway. So, you know, I just had to make that known because I feel like we don't make that known enough. Like, you know, well, that was the plot, but no, yeah. I mean, some people just don't realize it. So, yeah, it's over. If you don't like what you hear, go to hell. <laughs> see, see, see you in China, Ben Simmons. Oh, man. Ni hao. Ni hao. <laughs>